episode 67 of Slam City, guys. Ray and Moore here, Mr. Meg, and Happy New Year to everybody. Even though we're in the second week of January, but... <laughs> how, how long can we go before we stop saying Happy New Year to people? How long does it have to be? I will say maybe by the end of January, and then that's it. And I think you could just be like... That's oh. way too long. Why? I think this is the last week we should be able to say Happy New Year to people. All right, fine. No more, no more. I think uh, technically, me personally, I feel like after January fifth, there's there should be no more Happy New Year. But I'll give it to the tenth. Okay. People who may not have been in town, but the end of Jan, that's just ridiculous. Today's the twelfth, though. But but I guess yeah. Well, okay, guess well yeah, good enough. Last yeah, like, week. I, yeah. Last week that I think this should be it. Anybody grease me with Happy New Year after this? <laughs> I'm, I'm popping them with a rubber band. <laughs> Well, you know, we got a lot of discussions today in the sports world, you know. Um, of course, from college football a little bit, I want to discuss that a little bit before we get into the NBA and the Knicks and the other teams around the league that have been very disappointing, in my opinion. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about college football here because I was watching a game on Monday, you know, just a casual fan because I pretty much watch, watch, like, every single college football national game almost, like, every year. I mean, it's just, like, everybody watches it, I guess, so I watch it. Okay. I saw on the Megacast. Um, I mean, I wanted to watch on the regular ESPN, but the Megacast is just funny because all the other people, they're talking about the game. They're playing games during the game. <laughs> like, they're playing, like, like, a drinking beer, not beer pump, but, like, like uh, just regular drinks or whatever, mm-hmm. not beer. And then Dan Lepertal sure was, like, talking stuff about, <laughs> about the plays and everything. And there's a lot of fans, you know, like from ESPN stuff. And the coaching room was pretty inf- cool about informing what they were going to do next. They were predicting this and that and all that. But, you know, it was interesting because the game, first half, it was 13-zip. Then Nick Saban did a uh, coaching move with, Al- and, uh, with you know, Alabama, of course, he's the head coach. He did a coaching move for a backup quarterback. Um, out of nowhere, his 18-year-old just came in, and he just started to make plays out of nowhere, passing it, running it, like he's Russell Wilson on the field or something like that. <laughs> And because he was short too, he was a short quarterback, and but he's just really tough. And then you know they missed the field goal because that kicker for Alabama was just awful. This is like I don't even think he's gonna be in the NFL. That's how bad he is. Um, but then went to overtime, and really, what really scratched my head was the fact that when it was second and twenty six for that quarterback, the backup quarterback for Alabama, he just launched a throw into the end zone. He got a touchdown, and. Thinking about it, I'm just like, why are you running a cover two on a second and 26 when when the worst thing you could do is a lot of bigger play like that, and then the mm-hmm. game was over. So I got me mad on Twitter because I'm just like, you know, if they just ran a cover three or cover four, they probably would not allow that big play. It would have been like a short route or whatever. It would have been third and something, and the worst case scenario, you get a field goal and you go overtime again. Mm-hmm. But really... Just Jesus, don't say overtime after this last Knicks game. No, Keep going. I just you know just showing you like this is the greatness of Nick Saban and what he does. I mean, this guy's won like six national titles already or something like that. I think Dude, five or six. He earns the money. He's the goat of college football. You got to Yeah, he's, he's like he's like Belichick. Down yeah, there. you just gotta you just gotta tip your hat. I'm very curious to know what he'll do in the pros, what he can do in the pros. Well, he always say he wants to go back to the pros, maybe just to prove to people that he can coach in the NFL and everything. I mean, he is under the Belichick tree, coaching tree, so uh, they're kind of the same person in some ways. Take him on ways. the Giants. I mean, take him on the Giants. I think that's I the one team he will, he will love to go there, I think, because it's a stable franchise, kind mm-hmm. of, and, and you know, they, they have a franchise. pedigree of championships and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how many years he will coach there because, you know, he had to control Eli. I mean, Besides Eli, you got to control Odell, you got to control other people in the players. It's not like college football where you can get scholarships and everything, and you can pretty much get any player you want, and you can stack up on rosters. I mean, literally, the the 
field, like on the team on the field in that game, they were all freshmen, literally mm-hmm. all freshmen, and he's just gonna get more freshmen, and they're just gonna keep rolling and yeah, probably that's, win that's, national that's title. Part of the challenge. Yeah, and he's making a lot of money in college football too. Yeah, I mean, I he's mean, making I, a lot of money. And I think, I think if it doesn't work out in the pros, all that money and all that fame and prestige is still there for him if he wants to go back to college. I don't think there's any organization or any university, any system that would not want him there. So I, I think he's solidified his reputation to the point where there's nowhere he can't go, and that being the case, you might as well try to pros. Like just go see what it just go see what it's like. See if see if you can deal with grown men, and I'm putting that in air quotes, grown men. See if you can deal with like big league money and putting together an offensive line based on what you see. I I now from the Giants' point of view, this is a definite win for me because you think of all these all these college players who know him and respect him and who would come to play for him in the pros. Some of them do. I mean, um, Collins, he said that he doesn't want to be back into that whole hard structure, like, you know, hard-nosed type of person. As in, Because he, he was with Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to go back into that whole scenario Man, in the NFL. He's soft. I'm talking about like, I know, but next, I'm saying, I'm like... about the next wave. Like, it, 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 listen, he gets to the Giants, convinces them of convinces them that they really do need an offensive line, makes that the priority. Um, gets us a running game, which I think he can do. His eye for talent has got to be, like, top five. Yeah. He's always walking in with, like, some, like you said, he puts rookies on the, on the and just goes berserk. I'm pretty sure he could do that in the NFL, too. Spot some talent. Spot us a nice Ezekiel Elliott. Spot us as a Dak Prescott. Like, I'm sure that could happen. Yeah, he probably could. But the thing is that the players are going to listen to him. Like, Eli Manning, for instance, I think he'll listen to him, you know, because he's a guy that just wants to win games and do whatever well, it is. Eli is respectful. And he's respectful, too. So they respect each other, of course. It's just really about the Odell situation. How's he going to control him and everything when he does act up and all that? So that's, that's the question for him. I think that's he's a challenge. Got it. As, as long as ownership gives him the keys, yeah, I think it's fine. Hopefully. Um, but, you know, speaking of the Giants, I mean, we'll touch a little bit of the NFL division round preview before we get into the NBA and stuff. Still protesting. Uh, I know because you haven't been watching any of the games. But um, the Giants are searching for a head coach. We kind of all saw that coming after they find Ben McIndoo. Um So far, what I've been hearing is that they're trying to get McDaniels probably from the Patriots. I'm not sure who else they're trying to get. I think mean, they're bringing a lot of people. But I think deep inside, I think they're just waiting it out to see. What's if, happening if with the Patriots? If Belichick will, uh, yeah, will leave them if they lose early. Like let's say, I don't know, or maybe an upset this weekend if if they lose to the Titans, which if, I don't think they the will. Titans, but it, the yeah, get yeah, the Titans just somehow get them because they're physical and this and that. Or maybe the Steelers beat him in Foxborough, and, and then that's decision to him to leave or something like that. Because, you know, that that article I read on the ESPN was very interesting. First of all, it was a great article. Mm-hmm. That's just as a journalist's perspective. It was a really good article. Like, that had a lot of sources. You he talked to a lot it? of people. Um, oh, damn, I'm trying to think about. It was an ESPN magazine writer. I got to see if I can find that. What was article. the name of the story? Just go from there. The story, let me look at it right now, actually. Because it, it, was, it was interesting. Um. Oh, I think it was beginning of the end for New York, New England Patriots. It was January 4th, too. It was last week. Um, oh, yeah, it was Seth Wicker, Wickersham, ESPN writer, ESPN senior writer. Shout out to Seth Wickersham. And he, 
he wrote a long, long article. Like this was not. Well, there's a lot to talk about. It was a lot to talk about, and just the the amount of sources that he talked to a lot of people. I heard he talked. I think over ten sources to mm-hmm. do this article, and he put in whatever he can. But you know, of course, the patients be like, well, you know, the article's bull and everything is a lot of mis- and then they had that little statement saying they're together and all in mm-hmm. but you know of course mm-hmm. what were you also you gotta say i mean yeah, what you nobody's gonna, say, gonna like, admit to this that yeah so and the, come and think about the time when they trade jimmy garoppolo I, I said the same i said the same thing actually that i don't know why they traded him because i thought he was the future for them if you know brady was gonna retire and everything but it kind of questioned me that brady really was the one that caused that to happen like he wanted him to be traded because he didn't want somebody behind him lurking knowing that if he does bad he's gonna be out and he's gonna put this guy this young guy who's actually played well with the San Francisco well, if, 49ers if, too if Belichick, Belichick allowing that kind of tells me that he may have his eye out the door too I because think so that's too. not that's not typical Bel- the, the Belichick I'm I'm familiar with is always a couple of moves of he- ahead yeah always drafts about super the future. well yeah, about he's the future. always got his eyes on the prize and, and knows what's coming next. So if he's allowing a quarterback as is, is talented as Garoppolo to go out the door. Which is a shocker to me. because I, I, It's only a shocker if, if, he's, if he stays. There's a shocker or maybe he's me. got something else down there. I, you know, I'm not going to count the man out. But if he stays, yeah. if he leaves, then it makes total sense. He was phoning it in. He doesn't really care. It's like his last year. He's going to get out of here. To me, it was a shocker, though. For, I mean, first of all, the guy is a good-looking man. I'm just saying that out there. He's a good-looking man. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that was look, I was, but just looking at him, like, like he was really a good-looking guy. But like, the thing is, is that he, he's a great. He's actually a good quarterback. Like, even with the Fort Niners, he was like killing it in the last couple of games. He had like, what, like tw- he was 20 of 30 or something. He had like three touchdowns and stuff like that. Like, he was like killing it out yeah, there. Funny, he's got Kaepernick numbers. Yeah. How funny is that? He got Kaepernick numbers. He's got Kaepernick numbers right now. He's got Kaepernick numbers. He's doing all the same things Kaepernick was doing. And how they got to build it in the draft for this 49ers team is probably going to get a, a good line, most likely, and a couple more weapons for him. And I think in a year or two, they could be a legit contender. Sure. Maybe even next year they could be a contender if they, sure. if they got, you know, the pieces and everything. But Hopefully by then, Diddy. Uh, Kaepernick and Steph Curry own the uh, own the Panthers. Oh, that that's not that's another that's interesting to see if they part on the Panthers. All three hey, of them. Two hundred million dollars coming from Steph. Diddy's worth almost a bit like half a billion. Yeah, Diddy could actually do it. He, uh, he could do it. The actually. only thing stopping Diddy, despite all the crap people talk, the only real thing stopping him is the fact that the other NFL owners have to vote you in. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's that's where it would. That's why it's like for me, it's just a pipe dream because I don't think they'd let him own. Well, they team. need more black owners. I mean, you they think need about a that, black owner. They really, Do they have any? There's nobody. The only there one in the history of sports right now, and it's kind of surprising if you look at it. Michael Jordan, the only person in the history to do, actually right. own a team. Own a team. Own a team. Uh, mostly. And uh, what's name now? Derek Jeter. Oh yeah, Derek Jeter. But, he, but, forgot he was black. Yeah, yeah. that's two. You that's two. He was black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because look, because you know his parents. You're right. His dad's black and his mom was no, no, white, he, and so no, it's he, like, yeah, yeah he's, he's black. No, I he's it, like I mixed. He's, yeah, he's mixed. Yeah, he, he considers he, himself. Yeah, a he black considers himself black. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. So two black owners in the history of sports with all these black players, and you barely have black coaches. Yeah, because you had the Rooney Rule, which also yeah. Oakland Raiders kind of like. Broken Side because step. they signed yeah. John Gruen to the ten-year massive man. I wish I had ten years, a hundred million. Then oh, uh, 
I'll be good because even if they fire me, I still get all that money. Bro. Like that's a good thing about coaching these days. Like you can get this guaranteed five year, six year, Snake and then you fire, up. you're still getting get paid. paid. How, and like, what? It's, it's ten years for how much? Uh, ten million. Ten so, million. So it's a hundred million ten year contract, basically. Hundred million dollars, which is the highest so 10 million in years. coaching history of the NFL. That's insane. And for a guy who only won one Super Bowl, this isn't like Belichick. This is Belichick, I understand because he's he's got five. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. Like, I expect but, I expect the Patriots if if Belichick does try and leave to sign to something like oh, that. God and part you, own you, the team. Wait wait wait. You have to now, don't you? And part own the team. I mean, they should now because, because they have to step it up. Yeah, I I think now that now that the market has been set now it's set now higher like, now who, for coaching. Who's, who's the who's the running back on the um uh Steelers on the Steelers? Le'Veon so Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, his whole thing was he wants to set the market for all the running running backs behind him. Yeah, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. So now if this guy just stepped out, and an organization gave him. Hundred million dollars for ten years with his resume and part on the team or something like with, that. With with his resume, imagine what you have to give Belichick. You have to step it up by at least another fifty mil. What if the Giants, for some reason, let's say they waited out because I feel like they're waiting it out. That's why not they're not hiring anybody. I think so too. They, they, the they keep over. they keep What's this the on the low too. They, that might think they interview like five six candidates no, knowing that they I'm want. With you. I'm with you. They're waiting for Belichick. They want to see what he could because I know deep inside Belichick wants to be a giant. Like he always as, wanted to be a giant as well. As well they should, yeah, and as well he should. Because he should want to be a giant. They should want him there. And like, it, they should wait it out. There was an interview, too. Like, earlier this week, I heard that when he was asked, or oh, you knew you're going to be coaching for the Patriots next season, and he waited. Like, it was like a, a good thir- 20, maybe 10, 10 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. And he's like, he was thinking about this because he was like, because the Giants is opening, and he's like, I know deep inside he wants to be John because it's the first team that gave him the job, the opportunity to be part of it. I mean, this guy's been lucky if you think about Belichick. He's coached arguably the best defensive player in the history of the game in Lawrence Taylor, which I don't even know how you control a player like that because he's like, he's he all, I don't know how he did it. Maybe Lawrence Taylor respect him a lot. You know how of he is and everything. He did. What, I mean, what else is there? Yeah, and you know, of course, Bill Parcells. Unless he's got like too. naked pictures of him or something like this. <laughs> and Bill so. Parcells and everything, you know, because he's a strict coach too, and he somehow he co- did make it work. And now he's coached the greatest. Quarterback, quarterback of all time, and he has also always had a good defense and everything. Mm-hmm. So, how many I mean, rings for a Belichick? He has yeah. seven as a <laughs> as a just as an individual because he had yeah. two for the Giants and then he had five with the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. So he's been yeah he's been there, been accomplished. Man, that's it, just yeah, good. seven rings. And at the lucky time too, like he's been good at these certain points. He has good jobs, and then when he landed the Patriots, he had this dynasty and everything. Or and, maybe it's just he knows what he's doing. Like but at a certain okay, certain amount of time, yeah. luck run, you can't. Like well, after yeah. a certain amount of time, luck becomes like. Well, I mean, look an at insult. like Greg Popovich and the Spurs. I mean, at some point, that's I don't know when that's gonna happen. When it's not gonna be as good as they were. I mean, they're good right now because it's coaching and everything. No, but he's managed to maintain that roster. He's managed to make not the roster because the roster changes. Yeah, but he's managed to maintain that team, the culture, at a threat level for every other team since he's gotten there. Yeah. Since since he's gotten there, there's been no let up. It was David Robinson and then Tim Duncan. Kablooey. No, just David Robinson yeah. and then he he's walking around holding a gun to everybody else in the league and there's nothing you can do about it. He's a perennial threat at any and all time since he started his career. Belichick has been pretty much the same way. Smart I, drafting, smart yeah. coaching, smart they just there's certain things that they do to the point this is what I was gonna say is like luck just becomes an insult. Like if you call Tom Brady lucky, that's an insult. Well, the pick 
Well, picking them was lucky, Brady, because he was the sixth round, one ninety nine. Or he saw something. You never. Or he saw something. Dude, like, there was a picture of Brady. I was saw skinny. it. Skinny, like, like, like he was you, awful. You look, you, look like like a, you look like a meth addict. Nobody, bro. even the analysis at the time, no one was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be the greatest yeah, quarterback he ever lived." Like, you kidding me? Maybe he saw something. Like, all I'm saying is, well, at a certain amount of time, you can't call it luck anymore. Well, it's also coaching and development, too. Like, just think about, like, mm-hmm. even overall in sports, like, look at baseball is different because baseball, you can draft number one. I mean, you still need, like, a great team around you, players. So it's a little different. You need oh, you everybody. Need yeah, you need play. everybody yeah. to be yeah. good. In basketball, right, look at guys like Kobe Bryant, for instance, right? He was drafted 13th, but he got traded to the Lakers because Jerry West saw something in this guy that he mm-hmm. could be one of the greatest players that ever lived. And after one practice, he said, this guy's going to be great or something like that. And he was. You know, he's considered one of the Straight top 10, school. top 10 all-time best players probably. We're, we're around greatest 10, Laker. Yeah, around, they, yeah greatest they, Laker. The, the Lakers call him the greatest Laker. Yeah, around he's got Tim two Duncan. jerseys retired. Yeah. And he's officially got his own day, which is ridiculous to me Two 824 jerseys. I know 824 is his day like he's got that's, that's Kobe crazy day. Kobe day that's crazy mm-hmm. yo let me stop for a second I know we talking football yeah. salute to Kobe Bryant man If you whether you love him or hate him couldn't stand him on the court couldn't stand him off the court you again this is one of those guys where lo- the word luck is an insult You you have to take your hat off to him and just what he was able to accomplish. Both of his jerseys are retired. If you separate those jerseys into two separate careers, yeah. right? Two separate careers, two separate players, two separate careers. Both of those jerseys are worthy of being hung up. Yeah. You could retire both of those jerseys off of what they've done individually. <clears throat> Between like the points scored, just divide it right down the middle between the points. Scored. Oh, it's all even. If you look at the stats, there was there was a yeah. stat thing. They're pretty much identical. The only thing the difference rings, is the ring. The yeah, ring, yeah, two yeah. for one and three for the other. Well, because he was a young Kobe, he had Shaq and everything, and then the other Kobe was just more footwork, you know, mm-hmm. technical and everything. But He's still two good. Two for one, three for the other. Two rings with with one team that you stayed with till you retired and racked up all those points and all those accolades. That's you retire that. And mm-hmm. then another jersey, a whole other player who brought back three rings and then racked up all these points and all and, and did all this scoring and all this ridiculousness <laughs> over a 20-year career and stayed with the same team. Yes, you retire that jersey too. If they were on the same team, you'd be like, yes, all right, way to go, fellas, you did it. And then you turn around and find out they're the same person. 824 too, that's Kobe Day. And it's funny because his birthday's before that, the 23rd of yes. August. It's like wow. Yeah, that that dude is <laughs> like that's that's just God's work. Dude. That that video really um when they when they show that video the theater basketball thing kind of was kind of sad looking at it like it kind of me a little emotional because I seen Kobe like my whole life basically yeah so looking at that was just like it was crazy just looking at we it. Now live in a world where Kobe Bryant is no longer on a basketball court. I know I never I never like I remember when I never he thought that was when happen. he played the last game I was sad mm-hmm. like I was really sad like just. A little tear because I was just Did like you see that poster that um not it wasn't a poster but like a drawing that uh Stephon Marbury put up. No, and I didn't had see his it. whole draft class like walking off and he was the only one still standing there. <sighs> he's still there. And he's still playing. And he's and whooping. He, and he's gonna retire probably pretty soon either way. But just thinking like yeah, I was just like Kobe Bryant, he was the thirteenth pick. You know, you look at guys like uh Jimmy Butler was like late first round, he's good. Uh Draymond Green was second round, he's good. Ginobili was second round. He was good. Um, DeAndre Jordan was second round. He's good. Isaiah Thomas was the last pick, and he's still kind of you know good when he's healthy and everything. And 
it comes to coaching, like, development at the end of the day. They predicted that Stephen Curry wasn't going to be this good. He was supposed to be, like, a third-string point guard at mm. best. Meanwhile. But he blew that away. I mean, million dollars later. Not only that, his impact on the court is unbelievable. He's the engine for that whole team. Yeah, and, he, and that's what makes everybody scared by him. Because I remember there's plays in the finals last year where literally four Cavalier players were just on him. That's why people were wide open for a dunk and everything. And because he pulls up and sinks it. That's why they're afraid. Like, every time he gets the ball, like, two or three people on him, somebody's wide open. Because they're really afraid he's going to shoot for three or this and that. Which he can do. And I'm not saying, I'm not taking away from LeBron. LeBron's great, too. You know, people are going to be worried about LeBron, of course. But when you have Curry, it's almost like, I always say that Curry in this generation has the Jordan presence in the in the way that People are so alert on him 24-7 because he could do something and then it's just like it could kill you. Mm. And, you know, and Curry's peaking right now. He's like, if you look at his stats right now, it's kind of like MVP stats, but he has missed a lot of games. But still, when he came back, he was just on fire out of nowhere. Yeah, I had a coach friend tell me if I was coaching against the Golden State Warriors, i tell both of my point guards, I need you to start guarding Curry the second he comes off the bus. <laughs> you guard him in the tunnel. When he comes out, I need you in his jersey from the tunnel. You don't leave him alone ever. Yeah. You guard him from, I don't care. The second he crosses half court, you get in his face because he's now officially in his range. Yeah. And if Curry really just stood there at the half court line and like stared at the basket for like a good hmm? five seconds. I think he could drain. I think he could drain it from there. He could do anything. Like that's that's why I said like he's really our Jordan of our generation in some ways. Like presence wise, I'm saying ways. yeah. I ways. mean, skill wise, you're afraid of him. Yeah, exactly. You were afraid of Jordan back in the day. Like mm-hmm. he could do whatever he wants. So, like even there's a quote where Larry Bird said like when Jordan's on the court is like the scariest thing you ever do in guarding him because you know what he's gonna do. It's just like it's incredible, and uh, LeBron right now, you know, showing him the Cavaliers and everything. But going back to like development and Belichick and the Giants and everything, really it comes down to this though. I think we were predicted. We were talking about this before the show. Is that if the Steelers somehow beat the Jaguars, which I think they will, which and, can happen. Yeah, or, even though the Jaguars stomped them last time. Yeah, they're just defensively just a monster, and they could do something to the Patriots or anything, but. If they beat them, then I could see Belichick saying he's going to close the chapter, he's going to leave. Because the owner made a mistake by choosing Brady over the coach. When you look at a guy who's 40 years old, and yes, I get it. Maybe he's doing this because he wants his brand to be better on this TB12. Yeah, or this TB12 fitness thing where you can play when you're like 40, 45. Maybe he wants to expand the brand. But the way I see it is if Brady gets hit one more time was hard, he's probably not going to play anytime soon. Nice concussion protocol. Yeah. And it's just like Brady. Or if he breaks a bone. Sometimes I feel sad for Brady. I'm not supposed to be sad because I'm a Judge fan and I hate him, kind of, just because, you know, he's, he's, he's a jerk. A killer. A killer and everything. He's a jerk, too. But the thing is, is that I feel kind of bad for him because I think deep inside he doesn't know what to do after football. He's have no, like, leaning. What do you want to do after you retire? Like, at some point, you got to think about when you're an athlete, yeah, you can play, but you got to know what you're going to do after the sport. Mm-hmm. Like, Kobe knew what he wanted to do after the sport. He was doing storytelling and all this stuff. LeBron, we all know what he's going to do after he retired. He's going to be in Hollywood. Business doing, man, yeah, yeah, Hollywood, doing all these films and mm-hmm. producing and directing. Like, he already has a niche, LeBron. Like He might be a billionaire for all we know in a couple of years because of all the so far, Hollywood, so Hollywood, the game of basketball, all that stuff. I don't stuff. know what Steph Curry would do after basketball. Um, well, he's got his wife doing cooking. He, 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 he does a lot of commercials either way, like water brands and healthy stuff in general. He, he's been teaching a class, too, apparently, of basketball, how to do this and that, dribbling and everything. I, so, I predict Brady goes into coaching. I think he goes into commentary. 
in some ways. I, I think, think, but I think he does that till he can get a coaching game. I, you know, I, if anything, since John Gruden's out ESPN, I will, I will have ESPN try to go get Peyton Manning as a color commentary, which would be good. You know something? That's ridiculous. That Peyton Manning isn't doing commentary. He could do whatever he wants. No, no, no. He's the type on, of guy, but he's the type of guy who could do whatever he wants. He could yeah, do commercials, do all this stuff. He's so. Yeah, I know. He's, he's funny, too, and he's good. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, he's so charismatic. He's such a funny guy. Yeah. That when you said it just now, it just occurred to me that that wasn't already happening. No, people were trying to get him, but he doesn't want to do it. I think he was just waiting for something. Maybe he was waiting for Gruen to leave and take the ESPN Monday Night Football instead. Because I, I think it would be kind of cool to see Peyton Manning there. I think CBS was trying to do the same thing. to see Peyton Manning doing that. He's he's hilarious. I mean, Tony Romo was good. And, yeah, and yeah, people was... people hating on Tony Romo because he's predicting plays and future and stuff like that. But he's being himself. No, yeah, like, no, like, he's, he's like, not stepping out of his pocket. Like, no, he's trying to be not somebody else. He's trying to be himself. And he's actually good at it. Like, he's really good at commentary and everything. He knows like, what he's talking about. Tell me how about. many times those predictions are wrong. Then they're never wrong. I know they're always right. Yeah, like, that's, throw that's, it. that's my main thing. Like, okay, when he's wrong, yeah, then you can tell him to shut up. But, but for right now, I don't, no. I don't even see the point. He's gonna throw a fader on this route on this for a touchdown. He actually throws a fader and everything. Fader, like, yeah. wow, touchdown! Like, wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really they're, they're definitely gonna snap back, and he's gonna go deep on this one. No, there's yeah. no way he's gonna. Holy crap! He's going deep. Hail Mary! Like, dude, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So it's just. The way I see it, though, it comes down to this. I, I, I already, we already talked about this like for the past 20 minutes, though, but Belichick, Giants, it makes sense because it was the first team that gave him an opportunity. He always wanted to be a Giant. And man, if I were the Giants, they're probably just going to wait. And if they do get Belichick, there's got to be some kind of deal where maybe it'll be two or three years. Maybe they're thinking they could coach Eli for two or three years for Belichick. Mm-hmm. And Let's see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, maybe they win another title or anything. Give and if, him the keys. And if he wins another title with Eli, then Belichick is really the goal. It means the goal right now, but like he will be the goal. Solidify I, him as I, being the goal coaching. I cannot, I cannot disagree with you. And also, Eli will be three and zero in the Super Bowl, and no one else will be on the feet other than Joe Montana and Eli. Because Eli ran him on two and zero. If he wins another mm-hmm. one, he'd be three and zero. And if he was another one, he'd be tied with Joe Montana. Right. We have discussion of Eli being a top five quarterback all time in four, <laughs> four Super Bowl. Four no. They haven't talk about it. it. it but if you look at statistically, he's already top five in yeah. all time no, 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 touchdowns no. and everything. Yeah, no, so absolutely. But they it just his turnover ratio and a regular what they bring season up every time. Yeah. In the regular season what they get him with every time, even though. I, I don't know how many more times we can stress the fact that he has no offensive line and no running For game. the past five years, he has no offensive line. Period. That's why he's been struggling for the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, like, I don't even understand how this is a mystery. Yeah. The second the O-line went, his turnover ratio just started inclining. You, I don't understand how that – you. it's right there. It's not, it's, it's not even a mystery. Yeah. It's not even like anybody's trying to figure this out. Yeah. The offensive line went. And all of a sudden, he was the most turnover-prone star quarterback anyone's ever seen. And and it's like you can't put two and two together. He he can't do anything when he's worried about getting. He's also one of the most um, tackled quarterbacks. Yeah, like, yeah. So what do you want? And they bench him because you know they want to go different direction. That was dumb for Ben McAdoo to that do was that. Which we start. Yeah, and also you think about you think the Yankees were able to do everything to Derek Jeter like that? No, because they respect Derek Jeter and they you know the Lakers would do anything like that to Kobe. Well, they kind of did because he kind of was trashed the last two years. They didn't really no, put he, him around pieces he, like that. Yeah, but he look what he asked for. Well, he did the last game. He got sixty. Yeah, and he was he was like, fine. And everything. Not, not even that, but like, do you? They, he they never they never like treated him like trash. No, of course they always. 
treat him like you know he he like earned his Kobe money. Bryant. Yeah, he earned his money and everything. They gave him the last couple. They gave him two million. That that two million dollar deal. Yeah. That, he, that he really didn't earn. I mean, not earn, but like numbers wise, you wouldn't give him that. But he didn't. He didn't uh, back off of it, and he got the money. Well, I'm just saying, like in general, New York teams right now, it's been kind of struggle for them because the only good team right now is really the Yankees and all these trades that they've done. But the Yankees have always been good. They just always strive to be good. And a lot of New York teams want to be like the Yankees. A lot. of Teams in general in sports want to be like the Yankees, but the Yankees have this mentality of they want to win, they'll mm-hmm. pay, whatever, but they really about coaching, they're really about development. development. They have this farm system that's top five in the MLB, probably the best farm system, and they're getting all these pieces that they want. Speaking of those um, lesser leagues and development, um, Trey Burke with the uh, Westchester Knicks yeah. in the G League has been putting on a show. Yeah, so I think it's a good time for the Knicks to call them because right now they're struggling right now to win games, close Jared games. Jared Jack cost us that last game. I can't say Jared Jack cost us that game. That I, over I the think head pass to Beasley that went out of bounds. You can say you it. can say that they cost us that game, but really what cost us the game is that you have a 20-year-old in Chicago Bulls that just went off against Porzingis who had 33 points and eight threes. And I keep saying to myself, Man, can Porzingis ever try to guard, guard people the three? Because he never guards the three. He's always on the paint all the time. Yeah, and it's, really every time I see a wide open three point shot, and it's his guy yeah. every time. Nah, they, they 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 got his number, man. And I'm like, at some point, maybe you just put Porzingis at center then, so he won't guard these guys. But they can't because they have Ennis Kanter, and he's actually playing good at center. And he's he not plays playing an excellent center. And he's not playing in the fourth quarter because they think that the teams are going small. They're not gonna. He can't guard him and this and that. But you could just punch him in, in the offense because he's bigger than all of them. So it's mm-hmm. like, at some point, I think Hornsack has to look at it this way. Okay, you know, you have a team that's a big team. Okay, I get it because you have like a bunch of centers, which you gotta get rid of one of them at least to get somebody else. This is why I said that Kuzma. I mean the Miskis. Um, Kuzmiskis. Yeah. That, that was a bad idea, idea to let I, him go because they, they need him in these third situations, like right small lineup perfect. and everything. Yeah, he'd be perfect. They didn't think Tim Arjun was injured, but think about it, Tim Arjun was injured and they still had him. They had a chance to at least do some production and some mm-hmm. defense and everything because they miss Harwin. Hopefully, he plays in this Minnesota game. Hopefully, he plays during the weekend and the next couple of games because they really need his his three point shooting, his fast break, his toughness, his his creation. He makes Porzingis better. His defense. There's stats for Porzingis. Porzingis is actually shooting better with him on the court, court and with yeah. off the court because he's less. It's less pressure. For and him also, to, yeah, teams are worried about Haraway, so they they gotta have Porzingis get wide open think, dunks. Do you think um, Beasley should be in the starting line? No, no, no. Because how? Where are you gonna get the scoring off the bench then? Who's gonna score off the bench? Good point. There's no one's gonna be no, no, scoring no, no. off Good the point. bench. You got it. Good McDermott's point. inconsistent. Kyle Quinn is defensive guy. He doesn't really score much offensively. Frank Nikola is defensive guy, but he doesn't. He's not ready for that offense. He hasn't developed that offensive Which game is yet. Pissing me off. He, it he is, but wide open shots. He's 19 he years shoot. old though. Shoot the ball. But he's Frank. 19 years old. Frank, shoot the ball. I get it. He can shoot, but he's 19. He's he, like people consider him a bust already. He's 19. Like, what? He can't give the guy he a just chance to shoot. Yeah, but you won't be like those Knicks fans are like, oh, let's just get rid of him because he's a bust. He can shoot. He just doesn't do it. He can shoot, but he, he, he himself, he's like a guy who wants to pass and can make we, people around we, him better. Can we get rid of Sessions and Noah? I don't know Noah's on the team. He doesn't even play. Can we get rid of Sessions and Noah? Yeah. Um, they probably got to get rid of Sessions to get Burke. Because they got to get rid of somebody yeah, to get Yeah, we just got to drop a roster spot. Yeah, they got to get rid of Sessions to get Burke. Otherwise, they can't get Burke then. Well, I mean, from what I understood, they were they were trying to make a deal by the weekend, like a trade or to something to get him up here. Because yeah, yeah, they they went the team went to another spot to play and trade it and go. Yeah. Because they're trying to work a deal out with him here. All I know is what what I believe in my heart is that if the point guard 
can suck in the defense, can collapse the defense yeah. by, by penetrating. We stand a better chance. Everybody around all of a sudden becomes a threat to shoot, with the exception of maybe Cantor. But everybody else around him becomes a threat to shoot. Hardaway, KP, um, uh, definitely Lee. Lee would benefit like crazy dealing with a dude like uh, Trey Burke out on the floor. Yeah, I mean, there's speed and everything, but the thing is, is there could be defensive liability with this guy. I don't think this guy's really... No, no, no. He plays, he plays, he plays decent defense. defense. Like decent. Well, he's, he's, he's not... He's not. Frank is better well, on yeah, defense. Frank is meant to be better and probably in the future as one of like an all-team, uh, all-defense first team or second team probably if he develops that way. He should be able to be like that. I see him pulling a, um, Kawhi Leonard. I think so, too. I think he's going to develop his offensive game, and at some point you're going to see him be one of those two-way players at a point guard position that's going to be good. And I think he's going to help out the Knicks in the future. I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. I mean, maybe he could be borderline all-star, but I think he's going to be good for them. I think if he starts – like, Kawhi Leonard was just a defensive stopper, and then yeah. he turned into – Well, no like, one saw that coming. I don't think monster. anybody saw that in five years that Kawhi Leonard would be some kind of Who's he, what, he's working out with? Monster. He was working out with Kobe, though, right? He's working out with a lot of people, yeah, with Kobe, too. And he just becomes this unstoppable offensive player. Frank just needs to call him. Like, just <laughs> get the list of who he worked out he with. He needs to call a lot of people in the offseason. He needs to call Gary Payton for defense so he can be really good on defense. He needs to call an offensive point guard in, I don't know, and it could be even right now. It could be Russell Westbrook maybe training with him in the offseason because he's athletic I'd too. See him, I'd rather see him get down with Kobe. Or, or maybe Steve Francis back in the day Kobe. when he was off- athletic. Or Kobe too, but... I'd rather see him learn from Kobe. I really think they got this offseason. He needs an offseason to kill. He needs to have an offseason where he can just work on his offense, get better, and this and that. Because he's athletic, and he's, he's 19. I think he might be 6'7 when he's 21. I think he's going to grow maybe one or two inches and then be 6'7. If he's a tall point guard. The job he did, yeah, before a tall point guard, the job he did on Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was masterful. He literally locked him up, and Kyrie couldn't go any. All the spin moves and all that got nowhere frank was in front of him all the time it was awesome so i yeah hardaway back trey burke off the bench or trey burke starts i think i think he might start i think josh needs to go to the bench i think he needs to be with the second unit so he cannot play that many minutes because he did play a lot of minutes in that overtime game second overtime game and it's going to be on his body a lot costing us a lot of games i don't think he's been caught because he didn't make a clutch shot against the mavericks when they won that game on the road so, and he didn't, he did get fouled, even though they didn't call it. I but, see, I but, would like to see. I would like to see Jared Jack go out for six man in a year. May, I thought McDermott would get that, but he's just been inconsistent. Yeah. And Beasley, I don't even know if he's six man in that conversation. He could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Yeah, right but, now he's. Yeah, he should be in the six man conversation in my opinion because he's been doing well off the bench and he's been offensive scorer. Very like, well. Right? Yeah, and I know people are saying he's just star and everything, but then you have no scoring off the bench, and that's a problem. I can dig it. Now, people who are saying they should start are just being greedy. They like are. I was. I was being greedy just now when I said, hey, maybe you should just start. They're That's being, just being greedy, greedy because Porzingis has been struggling the past couple of games. And ever since he made that comment of saying he's tired, mm-hmm. they've been trashing him. And he's been not playing as well as people predicted. But you got to understand, Porzingis is only 22. And I get it. Like, they want him to be a superstar. We all want him to be a superstar and everything. But it just takes time. Like, this this guy is just starting to get comfortable and trying to be the first option of the team. And that's gonna be a lot of work. And yes, they're gonna be uh, right now growing pains where he's he's struggling and and people are trying to doubt him. Like, oh, can he be this and that? He could be a star. 
you do realize this guy is averaging 23 and 6 right now, right? It's not like he's like averaging 15 and 8 and he's trash or something. He, like, right. He's averaging more than 20 points a game, which is good. That's what you want him to do. And maybe he just needs to get in better shape. And because right now, I know he's tired mentally and physically. You know, this is a lot of games, but he's he's got to get used to this because we gotta see him be that guy, that star, that transcendent transcendent star. Because he has the skill set. He's seven three. He can block. He can do this and that. He's maybe a good two way center. I don't think as a power four, it kind of struggles for him because he gotta guard his people on the three point line. But as a center, he can do much more. And that's the decision they gotta have to make if they're gonna try to get Ennis Kander back or maybe put him off the bench and put Porzingis at center. Maybe. Maybe you could start Beasley at the four, but, you know, then you have no scoring off the bench unless you have Kander come off the bench and beat the scorer. If Kander comes off the bench with Trey. Yeah. Or or, or with, with Jared Jack. I think they start Trey, but with Jared Jack and Frankie Nikola Hard- and yeah, those guys. Yeah, I, I can be. see starting him because Hardaway and Trey played together. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think they'd be happy to get that duo back. Yeah, the chemistry and everything. But, yeah, like Porzingis, like, listen – we, we all know he's struggling like that. But can he play like a star in close games? I don't know if he could because... KP? Yeah, because he starts out hot, then he just struggles, and then he, he suddenly be, he disappears. We, every, every time he's on the court, he disappears. For some reason, like in the fourth quarter, he just disappears. We never see him again after that, which is crazy. Because you look at this guy, he, he, just, he plays well in the first three quarters or at least some of it like the first quarter and after that he disappears mm-hmm. then there was a play I remember the Chicago game where, where he got mad that he didn't get the ball because he was trying to give him the ball and he just he just didn't he was in, being comfortable in the offense I see him sometimes turning around going for those shots when he's got a mouse in the house but the, he's, small he's, guy he's trying to get a foul and it doesn't happen I see that a lot it does he's trying to shoot over some guy and the guy's fouling him like crazy but he's not getting the calls I think when it, he and it ends up looking like a really really stupid shot, it just looks like a dumb shot. Especially since he rushes it, and he doesn't have to because there's no chance this guy is going to take the ball out of his hands. He, he's playing with it up high, just concentrate and hit the shot. Like just chill out. But instead, it looks like it always looks like he's, like he's trying to get a foul call. And when it doesn't happen, it's just a brick shot. And, and that's why it's also causing him to do these dumb shots because he, he knows if he drives on these little guys, he's going to steal the ball from of him, course. and then you know he can do whatever he wants. But it, the, the, this is where he, he needs to be able to adjust his game. I think he needs to stop trying to think he can push these guys, post up on them, and take a shot. I think he needs to, first of all, it's for coaching, too, because Hornets needs to figure out where he put him in better situations. Right. In terms of, like, maybe being a pick-and-roll type of player, which I'm surprised they don't do. This guy's 7'3". You could throw a lob on him. He could probably catch and dunk it, which I don't, I don't understand that. Pick-and-pop with him, too, which they don't really do a lot. And then you see in close games, they look like they're lost on offense, and they just – Oh, just give it to Beasley. Almost like like Carmelo. Just give it to Carmelo and let him do what let he can do. do. And the thing with Beasley, give him the ball and this and that. And that's a problem. And that's why they were in double overtime against the Bulls. And the fact that they lost three times to the Bulls is disgusting. Because they're in double overtime against the Bulls because they can't stop the three. Yeah. And that guy Cause, just cause went no off. No one can stop the three. They, you put up, what did they score in that game? 122 uh, points. No, the, the Knicks. The Knicks score 119, yeah. 119 points is enough to win any game. Yeah. That's enough to win any game. They you were good offensively. Stop them. They had 18 turnovers, though. That's a key, that's, too. That's another thing. You can't have 18 turnovers, then you got to win the game. But you got to stop the three. You just got to stop the three. When they hit three threes in a row, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. The first three should have you on your toes, like, uh oh. They're, they're shooting threes. Okay, let me let me let them get a two all day. I don't care about two points. 
let him get a two point, but those threes are demoralizing. That's why Comiscus, I think they miss him a lot because I think even though he wasn't the guy that really scored a lot when he in spurts and everything, at least like, he gives you hustle, he gives you those rebounds and defensive stuff. It was a stuff. mistake to keep to let him go and keep Noah. It's all Noah's fault it because if Noah was here, if he wasn't here, they would have kept Comiscus. But the fingerprints of of uh, Jackson. Oh my God! The ghost of the ghost of Phil Jackson. Speaking of, anybody heard Jackson lately? <laughs> he just he's disappeared also now. Enjoying all the money he stole from the Knicks. He disappeared, man. Uh, we got a little bit of time here, but looking at the Cavaliers, I'll discuss a little bit before we get into our NFL stuff. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> they got Thomas blown the out yet. But that doesn't have anything to do with the defense. No, it doesn't. They're all playing like they're five nine. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with them. They got blown out by Minnesota. Again, Minnesota was a good team and everything, but getting blown out by Minnesota like that—that's a problem. And this is back-to-back blowouts. And yeah, the Raptors. I mean, for God's sakes, Kyle well, Lowry didn't. Are, pl- Kyle Lowry didn't even play, and he got blown out. Yeah, I was Come about on. to say like the Raptors are a good team, but without Kyle Kyle Lowry, you're getting blown out. The Rosa wasn't even bad. shooting well. You have a bunch of young guys on the Raptors. That second unit literally just destroy them, like rebounding, shooting threes, passing the ball every each other. Every 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 facet. Like it was ridiculous. I don't see Raptors play like that. First of all, because I always see them playing like the Rosen and Kyle Lowry, this and that. They were just suddenly moving the ball around. They were just passing it out, and and then you see Dwayne Wade getting blocked and this and that. Yeah, that and Tristan Thompson. I told you the the curse is for real. His career is the, done. The Kardashian curse. First of all, when they say when his, um Chloe was pregnant, I already said his career is over. It, it's over. That's uh, like th- that's it. He's not gonna play well anymore. He's probably gonna get traded or he's gonna be let go. That's like so, like that's it, so cold. It, it. But that's what happens when you date a Kardashian. Your life is over. Just ask Kanye. <laughs> Just ask him. His life is probably like messed up right now because he has Kim and everything. Cold blooded you are, man. I'm cold. just saying. Like, look at the record. Look at the past few. Times you, you see Kardashian you. dates not, somebody. That's just cold. That's some cold. James cold Harden stuff. last year, he we had like an okay season, but then when he when he didn't stop dating Chloe, he started having a great season now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like it's facts. Like, look at it. Was she around in the playoffs? I think he she was, but he he didn't do anything. They they got blown out in five games against the Warriors, and yeah, that was it. And he also didn't have a good season because her boss, Coach Mikhail, got fired for no reason. I don't understand why. Yeah, I and yeah, so like, and then you know, right now Rockets are playing well. I guess they're still second seed. The Warriors are just having fun out there and playing with like half their stars, and they're still blowing people out, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, that Warriors seems just stack when they're healthy. I mean, I don't even know. Any, I don't even the Cowboys can even sniff them now. Yeah, they got uh, too many problems right now. Thinking that they're gonna beat the Warriors. Yeah, no. Every everybody needs to chill out. Like, how are you going to guard Curry with Isaiah? Isaiah's going to, first of all, Isaiah can't even guard Curry. Isaiah, Curry's just going to do whatever he wants on Isaiah. Constantly, nonstop. And you got Clay and, and, and Durant now suddenly becoming defensive player of the year and stuff. Like, and like he, he shutting, like, even that Christmas game, um, I thought Durant did a good job on him. People were saying he got fouled, he got fouled, LeBron, everything. You know how many times LeBron fouled, fouled Durant? People and nothing happened. Yeah, in 2012, remember that game, too, where he, he fouled Durant and there was no call and everything? And they lost the Thunder. Like, there's so many calls. Don't get me started. Like, I don't understand that. But we don't need to discuss calls in LeBron. (laughs) Yeah, but now he's complaining now because now the team's struggling mildly. Even though in January, like, every year they always struggle. But I just feel like they haven't been a good defensive team since, like, last season. They've never been a good defensive team at all. Mm -hmm. By now, the second to to worst to the Kings of being the worst defensive team in the league. That's insane. Which means that how are you going to be the the Warriors when the Warriors play, like, at least top five defense almost, like, every single season, and they're also top five in offense? 
No comment. It's 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 impossible, man. I I LeBron's gonna leave Cleveland. I'm telling you, he's gonna but, leave Cleveland. Now, the only question is, where is he going? <sighs> I think he's gonna go to. I don't 70, think he'll go to the Lakers. Seventy Sixers. You think? I, I I could see him go there. I don't think he's gonna go to Washington. Washington just sucks. They, they they think that they're a big shot team because they they do this and that, but they can't beat the the five hundred teams below them. Like I remember Stephen A. Smith went on a rant with them about the Wizards being like the worst team in the league and all that stuff. It, it's just like not the worst league, but like the most disappointing team in the league because they think that John Wall and Bradley Beal they can do whatever they want against the weaker teams, but they can't beat those teams and they stink. Like that's how bad Washington is right now, mm-hmm. and they've been disappointing this season. OKC has been disappointing this season. Yeah. I, I said it before, like they don't think they're gonna. I think three people was just too much for them, and they just been struggling because they win games and they look like they look nice, and then they look like they're awful on the court. I think them with either, yeah, I don't think they needed two other primetime players who are also ball handlers and ball stoppers. I think they just have Paul George. I think they would be fine. Him I think I think Melo really, I think Melo really like kind of messed up a little bit. Because I I also think that if he was playing with just Melo, it would be it would also be good. I, I, I think Melo needs to come off the bench. I think they need off the bench scoring. They haven't. They never solved that problem from last year. They never did. And when Westbrook sits down, there's nobody left out there to score. I think if you let Melo come off the bench and you plan a team around him yeah. on the bench, you now have a fighting chance of maintaining the lead that Westbrook and and um, PG put together. Yeah. But if you if you don't, they still have the exact same problem. Like all three of those guys go sit down. And the other team goes on some ridiculous run, because not because they're not playing defensively, but because no one can score. It's true. I mean, Paul George right now, I didn't know this, but he's shooting like forty-four percent from three. I'm like, <laughs> I never seen that guy. I never seen in my life of Paul George shooting forty-four percent from he's three. He's having a ball. Do you now? What are the chances that either one of them stay in OKC? I think. Well, I think Melo for sure because he has like one year left on his deal to, to opt in. Mm-hmm. So I think he might opt in and just be with him one more year and then do whatever he wants after that. I think it really depends on where LeBron goes. And, if and he can also that too, yeah. Cause, but Paul George, I don't know. I mean, it depends on where OKC is at. He always said that before. So if, if they do well, he might stay. If they don't, he might go to the Lakers still and you, see man, what happens. CP3, Dwayne Wade, Melo, and LeBron, the banana boat boys, I'm telling you, they're, they're scheming on playing someplace next what, year. What, Lakers? I, I don't think it's gonna be the Lakers because that's Kobe Town. You're never gonna get. You're never gonna be better than. Kobe. It's not gonna be New York, is it? Because they've been struggling mightily right now. I, dude, with with the contracts we got coming off the bench and the money we'll be able to afford to pay, like what, next year, you you let them go through the process this year, and you basically just set it up to where LeBron is starting. Yeah. You uh. Point of course, car. Park, uh, Paul is starting. Yeah, for a little bit until Frank Nikola's ready, I guess. Right, and now he's teaching him. Yeah. So you got that happening. Trey Burke is still there. You have a decent, you have a very good two-way player in Courtney Lee. Yeah. Who's now learning from Dwayne Wade, who's coming off the bench. Wade can actually come off the bench with Melo, if you wanted to. That's true. Um, Melo can start if you want to. Beasley can come off the bench with Wade, like... You you're now putting the pieces together for a very very. Did you sign Beasley? Say it again. You just signed Beasley though. Yeah, I keep Beasley. Just like off the bench and all that I stuff. Keep, I let him do exactly what he's doing now. I keep Beasley. You know he's our Zara Smith right now, right? So Beasley is right now. 
Except he's more been, efficient. He's being a wild <laughs> way more consistent. Because Jared Smith has been awful too. He's been awful since last season. I think yeah, he's back to Nick's Nick's ways. I think Beasley has been. I think I think the light is going off in Beasley's head, and he's like, "Yo, it's my time. I I can do this. It's my can, time. Can, yeah. yeah, like I can. Like it's he's scoring on these people too easy. It is. That's what's crazy about it. It doesn't make any sense that he just has no problem scoring on anybody across. And the actually board. playing good defensively. And he's been Very re- well he's been rebounding very freshly. Like even the the lost game, like against the Bulls, he had like twenty six and twelve. And everything everything good. about him is 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 top notch. Great great player. He's really killing it. I think I think the light is gone and he's consistent. Is over these last couple games. He's been consistent. Yeah, he's been giving you a good 15 20 points and and short minutes too. And not like a long minutes. With, with heavy on the defense. Yeah. Blocking shots from behind like he's really going in and when he scores it looks like it cost him nothing to do. It doesn't take him any energy to do it. Now just get tomorrow Junior healthy. That's our lineup. And, and we got know, a real Yeah, chance. Bring Trey Burke up. And, and Hardaway healthy. Yeah. Trey Hardaway with uh Trey Hardaway is, is the one and the two. Well then you got Courtney Lee, I guess. Unless they put Courtney no, no, Lee. No, Courtney Lee needs to come off the bench because that's extra scoring. Well, a small forward. But you want some some space. I mean, you want some if space in the world. If small, then yes, leave him in. They might got to leave him in anyway because then put Canner at four and then they put Persingas at five. I mean, Persingas at four and then Canner at five. Right, right but... Think about that as a team. That's a great looking squad right there. The starting lineup is good, yeah, and the bench should be much better. So way better. I could see them doing that, but just I just hope they play well. But speaking of MVP candidates thus far, who guess who's number one right now in this so far? Shoot. LeBron? No. Durant? Uh, yeah. Durant right now is number one and he's averaging twenty five, seven and five. And he's also been good defensively, which is surprising. Like he's been uh, like okay. shot blocker number one or something like that. Number two is Harden, even though he's not playing because he's injured. Number three is Irving, you know, because Celtics are number one okay. team. They've been playing yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's averaging twenty four, four and three, which is crazy. I didn't see that. I thought he's averaging like twenty something. LeBron is number four, twenty seven, nine and eight. Of course, Stephen Curry is twenty, is fifth, twenty seven, six and five. And Curry's been all unstoppable when he came. Then it's Russell Wilson. I mean Russell Westbrook. Then Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then uh, Demar Derozan, Demarcus Cousins, Lamarcus Arvidsson. So you know the MVP candidate. The usual not that, suspects. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, no I thought. Kawhi well, yeah, because he hasn't been healthy I and mean, he hasn't been really doing much. Right. But Durant, number one. I mean, if Durant wins MVP this year for some reason. Like the Warriors been playing well and he plays this unstoppable level and he becomes defensive player of the year, which he's in that conversation right now, being defensive player of the year, which would be great on him. Because he'll be the only player besides him, Jordan, and some other people that won defensive player and also MVP in their career. LeBron's never won defensive player of the year, so people keep bragging about LeBron's defense. Well, I never see any defensive player of the year trophy. Have you seen one? Because I haven't no. seen one at all. And he, they people keep bragging about his defensive defensive prowess. And he had one one, so I can't say anything about that. Durant wins one, he has an edge over LeBron in that. Um, do you think it's Durant's era though, right now? Or yeah. do you think it's still LeBron? Nope. I think I think when they play head to head, Durant's gonna give him the business every time from here on out. All the time now. Yep. I think I think I think without help without yeah. help, yeah. LeBron can't see him one on one. He's too long. He's, athlete. he's, too, he's, he's too long, he's too athletic. He has his defensive stuff now. Like yeah, he, he, everything. he can do things that LeBron just can't do because of all that length. Yeah, I think the length is the main problem. I think if they had the same length, yeah. different story because LeBron's built like a, a you know a, a train wreck. He's just coming at you ridiculous. 
but all that power can't get past all that length. Yeah, he can he can just extend his arms out, and he's like a condor. He, he's he's just arm to arm. He's taking up all the space. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's true. Not a thing. Who's looking at you in your opinion? Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Dalvin and Mitchell. That's Too incredible. early to tell. I think right now it's Simmons, Simmons but Tatum, Tatum or like yeah, they're not connect him. Yeah, they're not connect right there. Too easy. It's too hard. Too soon to tell. I need. I need to see a little bit more. I need to see who pulls it out. Right now, I can't. Tatum is fearless though. Bro, that guy is fearless. Bro, he can score. He's nineteen and, and he's scoring. Kid, like who's that, who's that kid from the Lakers? Is he a rookie? Oh, Lonzo Ball. Oh no, no Kuzma. Not him. Kuzma. Kuzma. Yeah, like, he's a rookie too. Yeah, he's dude, undrafted he's, rookie. This guy's is nice. Monster shot. Yeah. Duncan. But, but Tatum, I never seen Tatum coming. Like Celtics are in good position to be good in the next ten years because yep. they got Tatum, they got Browns twenty one, they got Very Marcus silly. Smart. Like these guys are good. Yeah, and you got Irving and Holford. You got a, a good ex- a veterans. Hartford hasn't even played yet. Well, uh, not uh, Holford. Um, Haywood. Haywood. Yeah, yeah, I said Hartford. Haywood. But they got a good veteran group of rookies, and they're playing well. That team's gonna be good. And yeah, Irving, no, they set up to they set up to make noise. Yeah. Most improved player, I would say, I think, Giannis right now. Nah. Maybe Porzingis, but he has to be more consistent. Uh, Beasley. <laughs> or, or, most improved? I don't really think about it. Yeah, Beasley, Beasley should be in the conversation right now. Actually, most improved. Most improved? Beasley. For someone who had a bunch of hype, never lived up to him, and he's just starting to? Yeah. Beasley. Six man, Lou Williams. Guy got 50 on the Warriors. And even Kerr predicted he'll get 50 because he had no Thompson or Curry. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, no. Swaggy. Swaggy P? Nah, I mean, that's been if he being wasn't, consistent. If he wasn't playing on a, uh, the Golden State Warriors like that, we'd be talking about Eagle Dalla was in the conversation last year. I don't know about this year, but, you know, he's still he's still good for them either way, so it doesn't matter. I'll put um, Beasley back in that one, too. Yeah. Six man of the year, I'll put Beasley back in. I'll put him in there. Um, so, next year, they just got to try to figure this out because I know fans want them to be in the playoffs. We all want them to be in the playoffs, but if they don't make it, it's for because me, For me, it seems simple. Like, just bring up Trey. And see what happens. Get them with Hardaway. Let them play together again. See what happens. Right. Figure out who's going to do the three. You, you, your bench automatically gets better no matter what happens. Yeah. And get get Frank developing his offensive game this summer. Yeah. He'll come back a monster. That's and, the plan. And, and, and uh, he'll be pulling a Kawhi Leonard. All right. So before we end this show, the first show of 2018. Maybe Jason Kidd can give him some pointers. Jason Kidd. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Jason Kidd. He should. He can give him some pointers because defensively they were on the same Level, but he should get part of his Lonzo Ball too. I'm trying to be a better point guard all around. <laughs> he, actually, he actually played well yesterday in the Spurs game. Kid. He insulted Nas. I'm not. I'm not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. He just he's being a troll. He's trying to do that yeah, on which purpose. I'm not gonna respect. But before we end the show here, um, this is just these quick picks: Atlanta, Philadelphia. I got Falcons. I think they've been more tougher. I think they realized last year they need to run the ball more, and they, and they will in this game a lot. Over Philly? Over Philly. they got to run the ball gonna, a lot. They're going to make us a tough game. I'm going to go Philly. You know what? Nick Foles as quarterback? Oh, yeah, that's right. Carl Wentz is yeah, hurt. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, they, you could have said maybe because of defense, defense nah, and the running game. Nah, they got but, no yeah. chance. They got no chance. That'll be a close I, game, I, but I, I think Falcons will win. That'll be a close game, but I think Falcons will finally win this game and yeah, move I'm, on I'm to Yeah, I'm with you. Atlanta. Tennessee and New England, and the spread is 13 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Tennessee makes it really physical. New yeah, I see New England. Yeah, he's going to win this. Uh, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh seven-point favorites in this game. 
I'll say Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, they're playing at home. I don't really I think, have any real I think reason it's to redemption. Doubt them. I think they really want to get over that thirty and nine loss and yeah. do it on them this time. I'll say Pittsburgh. Um, New Orleans, Minnesota, Minnesota five point favorites. Breeze have been playing well. That defense is playing well. I'm gonna say Vikings because they're playing at home, and I think the defense is gonna do something with Breeze. I don't think he's gonna do that much, even though it's in the dome. Okay. And also the running game, I think it's gonna help Case Keenum. He's been playing well. They almost have identical stats him and Breeze, so I give him a chance in this game. The Panthers? No, no, the Vikings. <laughs> but said, no, said. Vikings and Saints. The Saints beat the Panthers last I'll, last I'll, week. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Vikings. And they'll be the first team also. But in you know, you know what? This is hard because I haven't watched. Yeah, the game, I know. Yeah, so I'm doing all this from the yeah. highlights in my head. Yeah. And stats. But the way I say it, though, if the Vikings somehow go to the Super Bowl, they'll be the first team in history to host the Super Bowl at their home turf. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see if they beat the Falcons, of course, or if they beat the Saints. But that's gonna do it for today's show, guys. You can follow me at Morning's Ten on Twitter. At Mr. Mech, same place. Get us to all the latest episodes of Slam City on our SoundCloud account. And listen to all the also, you know, the updates and everything we do on social media. See you next week. Peace.